Welcome back, my friends, to the Derate the Hate podcast. I am Wilk from WilkesWorld.com, and this is going to be episode 19 of our DeRateTheHate.com podcast. And the first thing I want to say is, what have you done today to make the world a better place? What have you done today to make your life a better life? Because ultimately, it is up to you to make your life a better life, and in turn, that's going to make the world a better place. So, uh, bettering the world one attitude at a time—that is the—that uh, is the the mission of of the Derate the Hate podcast. So, Derate uh, the Hate podcast episode nineteen, and our episode today is going to be called "Political Theater: The Real Hate Speech." And the reason I'm calling it "Political Theater: The Real Hate Speech" is because I truly believe that it is our politicians and the media that drive a lot of the hate that we find between people, between us, between our neighbors, between different groups of people. Uh, If you missed last week's episode, episode 18, which was labels, get out of the box, step back and listen to that one. Labels, get out of the box. A lot of times people are placing labels on us and, and, and expecting us to act in a certain way just because we fit into some some demographic, that some predefined demographic. So if you get a chance, step back, listen to, well, listen to all of our episodes. But last week's episode, episode 18, was labels, get out of the box. This week's episode, episode 19, political theater, the real hate speech. Why do I call it the real hate speech? I... I'm not the type of person that believes that we need to be monitoring every word that every person says and trying to cancel out those who with whom we disagree. Uh, I'm very much the opposite of that. But, uh, you know, people talk a lot about hate speech, and, and they define hate speech as the, the type of speech that they disagree with. That's not hate speech, and, and, and what I believe is the real hate speech is when our politicians and our media... Uh, get together it seems like they're all in cahoots and and what they're doing is they're trying to drive a narrative by inflaming emotions with different types of rhetoric that uh, get people all whooped up into a frenzy and and then that frenzy turns into maybe a violent demonstration uh, maybe a peaceful protest and that's always encouraged but a lot of times especially in today's political climate these peaceful protests uh, have nefarious actors that are, that get all whooped up in emotion, and, and they start to, start to tear things apart and break things down and and burn people's businesses and and tear stuff up. So uh, the rhetoric uh, presented by our political uh, people call them leaders. I, I don't call them leaders. I, I think they all work for us. But the politicians, the political class, and, and then the media, the mainstream media, are, are often doing stuff, uh, presenting a a type of rhetoric that is geared primarily towards whipping up people's emotions. And that, to me, is what the real, real hate speech is. But, you know, when, when people are considering their political opponents enemies and, the, and they're talking about them in, in terms of enemies, uh, you know, as, the, as, as somebody has recently done or, or uh, you know, over the past three and a half, four years, we, we've heard uh, our, our president referred to as a Hitlerian dictator compared to Hitler on a regular basis. I mean, this is, this is absolutely 
horrible and to 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 compare anybody let alone our president but to compare anybody in modern times in the United States of America on the uh, in the United States political stage as a hitlerian style dictator is is absolutely just a a an atrocious thing to say uh because there the, there is nobody on, on the the modern political stage uh that is the kind of evil uh, that that a Hitlerian style or a, a Hitler type person was, uh, and and it does a huge disservice to those that suffered under under the the Hitlerian regime in, in Germany back in the uh, in the 1930s and 40s. Uh, it's just it, it's it's a disgustful disgusting slap in the face to those people who who did suffer uh, under that that regime, um, or or you know talking about health care and saying they're going to push grandma off a cliff or, or those kind of things. Those are all meant to to whip up emotions and they're just a disgusting disgusting way uh, of doing things and it leads to it leads to anger i mean a, a couple of years ago we saw a, a a domestic terrorist shoot up a a a baseball practice uh with some with some senators uh you know and 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 we we had some people shot and nearly killed out of that situation strictly because of political rhetoric that is whipped up in the media and and amongst politicians I mean, quite honestly, uh, you know, I want you to think about something. When it comes to a lot of the legislation, a lot of the bills that, that they're working on, a lot of the rules that we as citizens in this country have to live by, a lot of these things are so unbelievably involved so many pages i mean you got two three thousand page bills uh all kinds of legalese that most people will never ever even i I don't think the politicians quite honestly ever even read them And, and they they know people i mean they count on people not reading this stuff and if they do read it they don't understand it so what do they do what do they do try to drum up support for their cause or or their their particular thing they try to inflame people's emotions with a certain type of rhetoric. And, and why do they do it? it? Well, quite honestly, the, the rhetoric that they're using, and, and we probably live in the most polarized times that this country has seen in 155 years, but, but the reality of it is uh, they're using this type of rhetoric to promote division. I mean, and I'm not talking about just one side. I mean, I believe uh, that the that the vast majority of it comes from one side, and and the DRateTheHate.com podcast is by no means meant to be political, and that's that's not what I'm going to do. And I'm I'm certainly going to do my best always to leave out uh, specifics when it comes to uh, political agendas or political positions, but. The fact is, is, is so many politicians nowadays, and it is on both sides. I'm not going to claim it's all on one side, but a lot of the the rhetoric that's that's thrown out there is meant to inflame emotions. And and if you've ever listened to a lot of the stuff that I talk about, I firmly believe that most decisions that are based on emotions end up in bad decisions and and often end up in in unintended consequences. So. Uh, you know, I personally, uh, I, I one of the prayers that I say every day and, 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 and I look for is I look to God for the ability to give me the strength to make decisions not based on feelings or emotions, but based on logic, common sense, and facts. And 
anyone who's spent any time listening to a- any of the uh, major political mouthpieces or or or, uh, or most of the mainstream media now leans very much closer to one side than the other but uh, but that's neither here nor there uh, a lot of times the the media is very much in cahoots with with the politicians and they are all drumming up this uh, political division through emotional rhetoric and and that that emotional rhetoric is is oftentimes meant to create division it's meant to get people pitted against each other and what we're seeing nowadays like i said we are living in some of the most politically polarized times and that we've seen in in 155 years and and what we're seeing now is a lot of civil unrest we're seeing riots daily in some of our biggest cities we're seeing people's businesses burned people's livelihoods completely destroyed and and i certainly uh cannot do this podcast without saying that i think the politicians and the media are complicit in much of that violence and unrest And, and and the damage very much falls on those politicians. I'm not going to say that all politicians are bad. I'm not going to say that all the media is bad. Uh, But I will say that those politicians and media that are always trying to drum up uh, division through divisive rhetoric interjecting the ideas of racism and, and systemic racism and and gender warfare and class warfare into everything uh, it, it's not helpful it, it's it's not a reality and it's not helpful but they do it again to to be divisive to get people pitted against each other so yes i truly believe the politicians and and their cronies in the media are um are very much complicit in in the violence and unrest that's going on. I, I believe that goal uh, of their demagogic attacks on 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 individuals or 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 individual ideas or uh, or different ideas. I think that d- those demagogic attacks are very much uh, meant to divide, and they are very much complicit in the damage and the the civil unrest that we're seeing nowadays. If a politician is relying on inflamed emotions rather than a substantive argument to get their point across i believe that's i believe that's very it is it's very damaging it's very damaging to our country it's damaging to the people uh, that depend on, on a government to um, provide a security structure for the people um, it's horrible but I think that they depend on that. I, I think that they depend on that divisive rhetoric. I think that they they do it on purpose, number one, like I said, to divide. It's meant to divide the people. And it's also meant to get people uh, swayed to their side because they're doing it for a couple reasons. And here I'm just going to break it down. And this is my, my opinion. This is what I believe. But I think they do it for a couple reasons. They know that, that their 2,000-page bills that they write up uh, are th- stuff that people are never going to read. They, they're never going to read. So how do they get their point across? How do they get people to come to their side? What do they do? drum up some divisive rhetoric they drum up something to whip up emotions in the attempt to get people to hate the other side so much that they're gonna vote for them why do they want to i mean the media and politicians do things for 
two reasons. The media does it for ratings. Politicians do it for votes. It's the way that they keep their jobs. It's the way that they do things. Um, they know people are not going to read these 2,000-page bills, and, and they, they've got so many things uh, thrown into these bills that they, they, they find the most um, emotional triggering things, and, and they, they talk about them to try and try and sway people to their sides. Um, you know, the, 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 it's 2,000 pages. It's all filled with legalese. Nobody's really going to understand what these topics are. So they do everything they can to whip up people's emotions. I'll give you a, a perfect example, something that is, is, is very much in the news nowadays. It's very much a hot topic. And what, uh, what they're talking about today is voter suppression. Voter suppression, uh, they, they, you got one side that's, that's talking about people always trying to suppress the vote or, of, of a minority. Uh, it's an absolute lie. It, it's, it's always been a lie. Um, we live in one of the most free countries, the freest countries in the world, with one of the smallest voter turnouts on the planet. Why? Because people are sick and tired of of politics. They they look at politics. They see how divisive it is. It, it makes them sick to their stomach. The reason people don't turn out to vote is not because they uh, don't have the ability to vote. It's because they look at the politics and they're so sickened by what's going on, or they frankly just don't know uh, know how they're going to vote because there's so much involved, and, and they can't look at these bills so they don't feel like they're an informed in, informed voter again. That is why politicians do everything they can to inflame emotions because they know that their actual topics are, are not going to sway people to their side so they, they count on emotions. Again, like I've said, emotions, if you're making your decisions based on emotions, chances are you're going to make the decision, uh, the wrong decision, more times than not. Um, they do it to fuel division. Um, uh, real reasons for low voter turnout, like I said, people are disgusted by the political theater. People don't know the real facts. And and frankly, in, in a free country, people just want to be left alone. You know, these politicians act like they're, the, the sun rises and sets upon them, and, and the media does the same thing. They feel like the, 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 the sun rises and sets upon their existence. But the vast majority of the people in this country, they just want to be left alone. They just want to be left alone. They want to live their lives. They want to be free. They want to do the stuff that they do. And, and all this political theater and whipping people up into a frenzy and an emotional uh, tirade is, is stuff that they don't want to deal with. Therefore, um, that's why that's why you get the political. Uh, that's why you get the uh, the low voter turnout. It's not because of any kind of political suppression or, or voter suppression, like like some would have you believe. That's just a small example. Of, of this political theater and the divisiveness and the hatefulness that, that comes out of it. So so the real damage that I'm talking about now with this political theater and, and, and why I call it the real hate speech is because I have seen far too many times lately uh, families pitted against families, mothers pitted against fathers, sons and daughters pitted against their parents, um, you know, cousins against cousins, uh, friends, lifelong friends that are no longer friends and they won't speak to each other, all because of political theater, the real hate speech, the hate speech that has taken things to a new level in, in this era of divisiveness, and, and it's really got to stop. We have to get back to a point where we can civilly disagree on things and move on with our real life, with the real people that are in front of us all the time, not 
some faraway politician who should have very little effect on our daily lives and very little effect on the way we treat the people around us. So um, just take it for what it's worth. Political theater, it's all just theater, and it is the real hate speech. So uh, now I'm going to dive into, okay, that's a bunch of negative. Uh, Take it for what it's worth, but don't let it ruin your lives. Uh, now I want to dive into uh, the feel-good story from this week. comes from uh, uh, Lake Winnipesaukee up in New Hampshire. Uh, a gentleman was up there visiting some friends at the Dockham Shore Estates on Lake Winnipesaukee. Um, this, uh, this, this Brady Libby, uh, he, he was out there, uh, saw somebody struggling out in the water. Turns out it was a, a, a 71-year-old man had had uh, gotten too far out in the water and he was fighting for his life. And uh, Mr. Libby uh, jumped into action, um, swam over to him, got underneath him, lifted him up, got his head above water, and, and got him to shore in time to uh, to save the man's life. So um, not all heroes wear capes. This is something that he wouldn't have had to do. It, it's, uh, it's great to see ordinary people doing extraordinary things and uh, just a fantastic thing. So um, way to go, Brady Libby, up there in, uh, up there in New Hampshire. It's a fantastic thing that you did, and uh, uh, you know the whole state of uh, New Hampshire is gonna gonna award you with a hero uh, hero award. So, um, and uh, you know, hopefully, people all over the world now will will hear about it because it's on the on the Derate the Hate podcast. So, anyways, excellent job. Congratulations uh, for doing a, a job well done. And uh, with that, I'm gonna wrap things up this week. Um, I hope uh, I hope everybody realizes uh, that there's a lot out there, a lot of goodness out there, and and it's really up to you to uh, to accentuate that goodness in your life and and bring it into the lives of other people. So when you do get back out there and you get amongst the people, be kind to one another, uh, be grateful for everything that you've got, and remember, it's ultimately up to you to make each and every single day the day that you want it to be. So from all of us here at Wilkes World. Um, you know, check us out on Facebook. Look us up. Follow the Derate the Hate podcast on Facebook. Um, but uh, we're gonna back on out of here, and uh, we'll catch you next week.